0: Hey, guys, it's Edge Martinez. They call me the voice of New York. And 50 years ago, hip-hop started right here in New York City, and we're celebrating the five boroughs all year long. Check out nyctourism.com forward slash hip-hop for cultural stories, events, interviews, and
1: more. nyctourism.com forward slash hip-hop. This podcast episode is
2: brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's
1: nonstop hustle all the time, work, Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado.
2: How's it going, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast at Hamburg Brewing Company. In Western New York, I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monis, and we're joined right out of the shoot, Jim, by our friend, your friend, number one in your program, Doug Whaley. Doug, how's everything going down there in Pittsburgh?
1: Salud, fellas! It's been a while. Everything's Cheers. going great. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you got tonight, like, Doug? What are you? Is that a local? Uh...
1: Yeah, I got a little hazy IPA, uh, subtle dance moves is what they call it from Acclamation Brewery here in Pittsburgh, PA. A uh, nice place that always has great food trucks because they don't serve. So you go get your food truck, get your beer, sit outside when it's warm, once the weather's breaking, have a nice little uh, evening.
0: So you can bring some of those up to us to Hamburg Brewing, and we'll, we'll take back some hoptimonium and, and some of the other great beers here at Hamburg, and, and we're in business.
1: It hey, sounds like a plan. When the weather definitely breaks up there, I'm coming for sure.
2: Just saying, the next couple of weeks we got like seventy degrees here, so you know you oh, say the okay. word, Doug, and, and we'll, we'll throw a, a go long podcast party for you and get these Western okay. New Yorkers to come out.
1: No doubt. Let's, let's uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you guys because uh, next weekend I'm going to uh, West Palm playing in a PGA, a couple guys, friends of mine, so playing there for a couple days. But uh, Memorial Day, uh, I'll be, uh, I might be able to make a drive up to Buffalo.
0: I like, I, I, I like it. I like it. I like you going to West Palm though. A little golf. Like your golf game must be. It must be improving.
1: Uh, it is. It is improving. The index is coming down. <laughs> okay. I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> are,
0: are you making any money on golf? I'm making some
1: money. Absolutely. Played yesterday. Yep. Yeah, last yep. two days. Uh, Tuesday paid for my golf. So with the money I made yesterday, paid for all my drinks and my, and my food. So. I'm I'm winning some money. It's all that you counts. Know, have you studied Pimlico yet? I haven't. I'm going to do that tonight.
0: All right. What I'm you got? I'm not going to say anything else about it. No, okay. no, I'm with you.
1: I'm, okay. Me? I'm only asking you because <laughs> of the derby, and I'm
0: not going to tell people what happened, but Doug knows his horses. He had a good derby <laughs> weekend. You got to know which horses are roided Doug up, Doug had apparently. a good derby weekend. Was, hey, oh, no, you no know, not have... derby. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Masters. Masters.
1: But I did get the derby. You did have that but I. But I had him with an an exacta with the with someone else that didn't come in. So
0: You're still but, smiling from the Masters. That was my favorite. Oh yeah.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we so we what are we getting into tonight?
0: Optimonium. We got some uh Oh you know what I did, Doug? A cool golf bet um I did this week was um Ryan Palmer, like you could do Ryan Palmer versus like Brooks um uh, Kepka? Kepka, you know. And the odds were – it was almost like dead even. Palmer was like plus 105 for the – you know, who – does he beat Kepka in the, in the tourney? So I, I was like, you know what? Here's why I read something funny. They said Kepka when he comes off um, some rest the week before a major, which is next week in Kiowa down in Charleston. Yep. Um, he basically plays like these tournaments. He's good with not even making the cut. Some of these guys just like to get out there, get some swings in. Yes. Work on that game. Yeah, they hit like these guys that are big timers, like Kepka coming. So I was like, you know what? And Palmer, you know, every tournament for Palmer is big. So
1: he's grinding.
0: So I took and I saw he's off to it. He has a nice little lead on him. So
1: nice. Yeah, Yeah, I got some friends that have been doing those uh, those golf bets, and guys never even played golf before, but's been studying. He's been racking it up. I think he's up fourteen G's just off golf bets (laughs) this (laughs) season already. Oh yeah. You guys are
2: making this tempting, man. I I don't
0: think I can get into
1: it. I can't. Don't do it.
0: it. I can't do it. Doug, right? Don't ever gamble. Don't do it. Don't start. Don't start. Only if you started a long time ago and can't break the habit. (laughs) I won't. I won't. I'm going to stay strong. Yeah.
2: Fellas, I don't know if you know this, but it's like like day 782
0: of Roger's watch. Um, (laughs) What's worse, mock drafts or the Aaron Rodgers...
1: Uh, uh,
2: NFL, schedule
1: NFL, <laughs> NFL schedule release breakdowns. NFL schedule release breakdowns. Yeah, those are horse shit. I mean, it's Talk one of those things Yeah, you know the opponents, so it's that dramatic that you got to know when you're playing them and what time? I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, I struggle with that. But I'd say NFL re- schedule release one, um, mock drafts two, and then Aaron Rodgers three. I'm waiting oh, for Aaron Rodgers though, Draft, draft
2: grades are in there, too. Right? Oh, draft
0: grades got to oh, be up there.
1: That's draft way. grades got, yeah, 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 yeah. The mock draft, I mean, the mock draft and the draft coverage is just so long that it's just, and, and how many times can you go over the same thing? Kyle Pitts to Atlanta, Kyle Pitts, zone. I mean, it's, all right, well, well, what are we doing here? I feel, I've actually, when I was in it, and even now, I feel bad for the people that have to every day come up with stuff. Like McShay having eight mock drafts. I mean, come on, what are you doing?
2: 17.0.
1: Yeah. Everybody had Mac
2: Jones, number three, to San Francisco. Like,
1: it just goes to show how made up all this is. And none of them that said, had that said, you know what? I was completely wrong. Sorry about that. I was wrong. No one's bringing up how wrong <laughs> they were. Oh, I then know. it's, oh, how great a job they did was concealing who they really wanted. No, you guys were just. Flat out guessing and wrong and taking low hanging fruit.
2: <laughs> Doug, I wanted to ask you, I'm glad you brought that up too, because, all right, so it comes out like moments after that pick that the 49ers took Trey Lance. I think it might have been Schefter had a tweet like, this is how great the 49ers covered it up. Not like nobody outside of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch even knew they were taking this player. And everybody, not everybody, a lot of people were praising that. My reaction is like, Wow, that's a great way to build morale within the building. Like, don't tell anybody what you're doing. Like, as a GM and as an assistant, like, I I would think that's not good for organization. To like, for everybody to be kept in the dark through the whole entire process.
1: Yeah. Well, nowadays, I think what you do is you keep them in the dark of what you're going to do that last moment but you give them a general idea, but you got to be careful because there's so many loose lips these days. And, and a lot of it's unintended consequences. He may text, someone may text their wife and their wife texts another person's wife. That's they're known from the league. They tells that husband, the husband and the husband tells somebody and then it just goes like that. So I think today with uh, the mass hysteria of media and accessibility and everything, you do have to brain it in a lot. So it, it's a different time and different things that you have to consider when you're talking about something, especially at number three, and you gave so much up for it. I personally liked it because it just threw everybody everybody that was in the know, proved them wrong and threw them for a loop, and I hopefully shined light on these people are guessing. <laughs> but they make a lot of money and have a lot of mouth right? to guess. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they make a lot yeah. of money.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I hadn't thought of it like that. I just don't take ourselves in the media too seriously. Like, I mean, you could almost just throw some some fake shit out there too and send send everybody running that direction. But
0: yeah, and I don't think you know you said media. They don't. You shouldn't take yourself seriously, but I, you know NFL personnel and coaches they take themselves too seriously. Yeah. I mean, oh. And I I honestly I don't think the Forty ers knew who they wanted. You
2: don't think they really knew open so?
0: I don't. I, I don't think, think they probably – I think they probably – to make that trade, here's why I'm saying. Are you telling me that, that the new head coach for the Jets, who just left San Fran, was he really telling them exactly that they were taking the BYU quarterback? You know what I mean? No. Now, now I, do, I see. I, so I agree, Doug. I don't think he would have told San Fran, hey, guys, we're taking Wilson, so – if you want to come up to three. I don't think so. And how do you make that move to three if you don't know who's going to? You know what I'm saying? So because yeah. what if the Jets took Trey Lance? And that's like I guess what I'm yeah. saying is I think they went to they must have been comfortable
1: with, with three. three. Three people. And 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 that that's what that's uh, Philly did. That's how I Yeah, think. that's what Philly did when they, they moved up to get Wentz. They were like, all right, we like Wentz and golf. So if they take off, we'll take wins. If they take wins, we'll take off. So they had three quarterbacks that they liked, yep. and they removed all doubt. I, I think it's a great that. move, and then it gives yep. you time to really dive in and study the, all of them. Well, I mean, obviously Lawrence was going one, so actually you you had two that you,
0: you really just need. You just need to know mean, who the Jets were taking.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Or or comfortable with two guys. Two guys. All right, guys, let's talk right. to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, let's Doug, do we need I to mean, hear from
2: you. How do you handle this? It's. Just, uh, I mean, for those who don't know, Doug Whaley was up for this Green Bay Packers general
1: manager job. Was that three years ago, I want to say, Doug?
0: It's like yeah, 17, when,
1: when 17. Oh, uh, no, 17 or 18, one of those, whenever Brian got it. So must have been, yeah, might I can't be remember. It might have been
0: 18. I think it was 18. 18. Yep. Yeah, that was
1: 18. Yeah, those things were running. Yeah, it was 18.
2: So, I mean, you interviewed for this job. You you could be in this position right now, Doug, like with an MVP quarterback who has made it abundantly clear he does not want to play football for you, even though they reportedly offered him more money than any quarterback in the league, even though they've surrounded him with arguably the best roster in the NFL, even though they've given him carte blanche at the line of scrimmage to do whatever the hell he wants, which is what Aaron Rodgers wanted. He's got the freedom to do what he wants, so... We've said it on this podcast several times. Like we, we don't understand why Aaron Rodgers is this upset. Um, clearly, he wants personnel control. Clear. Let I mean, clear. He wants to be a co-GM at this point. So, if you're the GM, Doug, like how do you handle this?
1: Well, first of all, I think we we obviously don't know until he speaks what he's what has really gone on behind closed doors. So you uh, you really hate to sit to guess, but. What I'm guess. saying,
2: if, he, he, he's anonymously yeah. sending messages so we can speculate.
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying from if you're in that seat, first of all, Brian Guttekis has been in that organization for a long time. So he's been around Aaron. He should have known if he was going to make this pick to either give him the heads up, give his representatives a heads up and talk to him to say, this is what we're going to do. This is our plan. We even did it with Tyrod Taylor when we weren't going to play him that last game. I sat him down face-to-face face and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. We know what you can do. You've proven. it. We need to find out what's behind you because we have to make some decisions. So you say, Aaron, you even do it before the draft day. This is what we're considering because, like you, when your job is done or if you get hurt then my job's on the line to say, I have to keep this team competitive. If you go out there first game and blow out your knee, and I don't have, if I have a subpar number two with no future, people are going to be like, that GM's a bum. He didn't have anybody behind him. We have this team and he didn't have a competent, competent backup. So I have to be prepared for not only when you leave, but tomorrow if you walk off the sidewalk and blow out your knee or your ankle. So that's how you, you propose it to him and his agent. So they didn't do it. So you're indifferent. All right. The next step is offer him money. Didn't take that. So my next step is hopefully you like Jeopardy because what you're going to have to do is you're not going to play. We're going to hold your rights. You're going to have to give close to 23 million back of signing bonus. And then you're going to forfeit, I think, 19 of P5, paragraph 5, and six point something. So you're talking about close to $40 million you're giving up. You may have a lot in the bank, but swallow your pride. I think a lot of people <laughs> swallow their pride for 40 some million. dollars. And the last point I'll say is if you cave and bend, you set that precedent. And then guess what's going to happen? Next year, Devontae Adams is going to be like, hey, I don't want to play. Guess what? You drafted a receiver last year. I'm out. So you've got to be careful about the precedents you set. So, I, I, I mean – There's culpability on both sides, but they are where they are right now. And if if I was in that position as the GM, I'd be like, he's on our roster. He's signed. That's it. If he wants to retire, great. I'll watch him on Jeopardy. I'll Tebow it. But other than that, he's got to come in and play. And then then it accelerates the plan you had in the first place, and you have Jordan Love play. Now then, the pressure gets on you because Jordan Love better be that player you expected him to be. But that's why you made the move, because at some point you needed to have a succession plan. It was just accelerated because of Aaron, not because of Father Todd.
2: But you know this is an all-time grudge holder. This is somebody who cuts people out of his life completely. We've seen it over and over again. I don't think he's bluffing, Doug. I I don't really think this is a game to Aaron to get more money, to get anything. So as a general manager, being practical with it, isn't there part of you that thinks, well, geez, all right, I'll take my two firsts, my two seconds, three starters. I'll, I'll just get whatever. Wouldn't you rather get a bounty of assets rather than just letting this guy sit and wait and retire? Or, or from a public relations standpoint, maybe that maybe that is better. I guess if he just doesn't retire, I I don't know. But like, I feel like if I'm running a team, which I'm I'm not for a reason, like I would want to get all this all these assets I, for an MVP.
1: I would definitely listen, but he goes somewhere and wins two Super Bowls, and Jordan Love is a bum. Yeah. I would I would have to wait till probably someone really get gets hurt. I get an offer that you can't refuse. I'd probably wait till the close to the trade deadline, someone doesn't give me something commiserated to where I think would be acceptable if he goes and wins two Super Bowls somewhere. I would, personally right now, I would sit on for a year and then next year trade him, just to prove that point. Because again, you set that precedent and Devontae Adams has already started to chirp. Depends on what happens to him, I'm going to have to start thinking. (laughs) And then every person that you have well, you did it for Aaron. I can pull those strings. I'm going to get traded. I'm going to do that. And then next and so that's where I, I really have an issue that you got to be very careful because it's a slippery slope.
2: The culture of your team though. Like for this for both you guys. Like if you let this thing linger even into training camp, like forget the regular season. If you let this linger into training camp. I mean, I was there in the summer of 08 as an intern in Green Bay I was I was writing for the Shawnee Leader in the Packer Report I was in college like it was such a baptism by fire how a couple of pro football but like it was nuts I mean everybody in the media was was there I can still remember around Aaron Rodgers locker you couldn't even like get anywhere in the vicinity of him I mean he's getting booed by fans at practice Brett Favre's flying in on the plane it was it was just insane however you slice mm-hmm. it now, multiply that by a hundred. If, if if they let well, this Aaron Rodgers thing, I don't know if you want that hanging over the head of, of your of your organization, right? You, I, I, doesn't it pay to be decisive as a as a team too and say like, you don't want to be here, Aaron. Guess what? We don't want you. We're not going to put up with this.
0: See you, and move on. Go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, Andy Reid always said eliminate all distractions. That was his biggest thing can have distractions in training camp during the season. I, I kind of am with Tyler on this where I think you I think Green Bay needs to make a move. When, I mean whatever the move is, but the team needs to know you don't want those guys, even Jordan Love. You don't want him going out there every day not knowing, oh, he might come back. And you guys are just gonna pull me. Like I Jordan like he's gonna take ownership of that team. Like we know how quarterbacks work. He, he's got to feel that I'm the guy. If he's sitting there always thinking, oh, shit, anytime, any day, they're going to bring Rodgers back, that's hard. I think that there should be some type of decision made as far as this is how we're going this year and let's go.
1: Well, what i That's a very great point. And if you're going to go that way, then I would put the ball in his court, Aaron Rodgers. If you don't come – By this time in training camp, we're going to put you on reserve retired for the whole year. And that's it. And then you get with your PR director, your director of communications, whatever they call them these days, and say, we are not, tell any media that comes in here, they can talk about it on Get Up and First Take and all of that stuff, but there will be no questions about Aaron Rodgers to any of our players. You You can set those rules and those standards in the media when they come in. And if you get, if you ask a question, then guess what? You're going to be barred for whatever. You can set it up where you can eliminate those. But you get, yeah, I agree with you. You got to make limit those distractions. The thing that really I struggle with is Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to ever do it. <laughs> I struggle with a guy that one of the best that ever does it that is so sensitive that they drafted someone behind. Most people would be like, who's this dude? Oh, whatever. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to still go out there and ball because if you don't want me, I'm going to play so well. I'm going somewhere else, and you're going to miss me, and this guy's not going to touch me, and I'm going to win Super Bowls. So I'm just going to rub in your face. That's where I struggle with Aaron. Where is that alpha male competitive, I'm going to beat you no matter what? And he had that chip on his shoulder. This should even make that chip bigger, which – I think it did last year. He played well. He played better than he did the year before. But to be so sensitive, I struggle with that. And do you really want that guy to lead your team? When he comes back, what are the teammates going to say? Oh, you're good with us now, but you didn't want to lead us because we they got a backup that if you go down could help us still gain and get what we want to do is be competitive? That That's another thing, Angle, that you guys got to think about. How do, If you're his teammate, what are you thinking? Yeah, everybody's going to say, yeah, get yours, whatever. This isn't a contract negotiation. This is you getting upset, having a high school fight between two girls. It's a cat fight. When you look at it, oh, you hurt my feelings. I I struggle with that in Aaron Rodgers. Now, don't get me wrong. I can separate his skill level and his personality, but I struggle with that personality saying, when he comes back to that team, what do you – Motus, what would you do if Modus, no, I No, mean, we, we come back.
0: We, well, we talked about this kind of last week, and I said the GM's job is to sustain success for the owner, correct? And I know correct. Green Bay's ownership's a little tricky, but regardless, that's the GM's job. Green Bay, if anybody has shown people the roadmap for that, with what they did with Aaron, if and anybody should understand it. Anybody Rogers. should understand. I, it's got to be like it's not like Aaron Rodgers is thirty. He's, he wasn't coming off his best year. He is older, and they had a quarterback that they value. How, like, to your point, Doug? How does that, like, how would he even care? Like, oh, you took this guy from Utah State. Um, I don't care. Where is that? I mean, and if I was and if I was Gutekiss, I'd be like, Aaron, look, it's your job for the next five. I, and I would have told him before the pick. I agree yes, with that, Doug. Yes. I think communication in life is key. As yes. we know, as we said. Yeah, but you
2: know what, guys? Like, you can he,
0: tell him, like, "Hey, man, we're taking this guy." Hey, well, he might sabotage the draft no, pick. he
2: wouldn't. And he might be so sensitive that, uh, but he, I think we're sitting here talking about this, even if they tell him, aren't we? Even if they tell him that we're drafting a quarterback, least, yeah, we're but, sitting here talking about this all. But, Do you think I, I don't? I don't know if the communication no, really. That might be him. Where no matter what you did, yeah. he was going to feel disrespect. But to your point, I mean, you guys are absolutely right. I mean, Aaron Rodgers basically has attacked the situation. With the ferocity that he attacked third and goal against Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game, when he has an opportunity to, want to nobody it. wants to talk about this play, right? We want to talk right, about Matt right. Lafleur kicking that field. You could have ran in for a touchdown, or at least got to the one yard well, line. At least sell out. And you throw across your body to Devonte Adams. It was a soft play and a huge moment, and that's how he's attacking this. He's a he. he that, you put it perfectly, Doug. What are you afraid of? And that's where he is sensitive to the point of wanting to prove a point. He, he, As one player for the Packers told me, he wants to expose the Packers for this draft pick. He's that temperamental, that sensitive, that upset about this draft pick, that he's going to that extreme right now anyways, that I'm going to force you to play this guy who isn't ready. It's Like you said, I, mean, I, I wonder what t- some teammates think. I wonder what management thinks. I know what fans think. It's 80-20 pro team in this situation. Which is which is crazy. Right? It, 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 they well, see, they well, see this for what it is. A quarterback, it, an MVP it, who's acting afraid and doesn't want to yeah. compete.
1: Because now, if it would have been any other team, but Green Bay are knowledgeable fans, and they are Green Bay Packer fans. They're not Aaron Rodgers fans. This, If he's in another city, it's probably flipped. You know what I mean? So the he's doing the fans are doing it right because they're like I said they're knowledgeable. So,
0: so Doug, I brought up so what if Aaron Rodgers just you know he's getting older he has options in life obviously. With Jeff. What if he did just say hey I'm, I think I'm I'm retiring next year? Um, did he give Brian Gutekis a two year notice? No. Is he going to nope. – if Brian Gutekis loses his job, is he going to reach out to help him financially? No. So how can you get mad at Brian Gutekis for making what I think – if Jordan – like you said it, if Jordan Love isn't the guy, then that's on them. But how could you get mad for having conviction and trying to sustain success? I, I thought it was a great move by Green Bay.
1: Doing his job. He gets paid job. to do his job. And, again, – and. And think about it. I just think about the locker room. That would be interesting, and I know you got a lot of connections there. What does the locker room feel from that third down play in the NFC Championship to what he's pulling now? Me personally, I'd be like, that dude's all about himself. He's not about me and the team and winning. He's about how everything affects him. So I, I, I would struggle with him as a leader and the face of our organization, as a teammate.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. That, no, I mean, I, I, I'd love to get some of those players in that honest moment, and it's a, a play in a moment that nobody's really talking about right now. It's, it's, it's whoa, is Aaron Rodgers the Packers aren't doing enough for him? There's a somebody in the local media. I was told this. I didn't hear it myself. L- literally said that Brian Gutekunst should publicly apologize to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, are you shitting me? That's where we're at right now with this. <laughs> I mean, what a joke, publicly. Yeah. Th- He's got a job to do. He wants Aaron Rodgers to be the quarterback. He's under contract for three more years. They want him to be the quarterback. It's not like Brett Favre, where they're telling Brett Favre, stay away, and we'll pay you to stay away. Mark Murphy was trying to pay him off. Stay in retirement. And with Favre, this is Aaron Rodgers under contract for three more years with an incredibly talented roster, with the freedom he desired. And they want him to be the quarterback, and he doesn't want to be there. So it's. It's um, it's you know what? It's not unexpected. No. This is a pattern of behavior. And to your point, Doug earlier, and I was tempted to disagree with you on like you know, you know, it doesn't really matter what they say to him before the draft. And I think we're sitting here anyways. But if anybody should know how delicately and fragile Aaron Rodgers is mentally wired with this they kind of be. stuff, it's Brian Gutekunst. It's Malibu, mm-hmm. it's the Packers.
0: It's yeah. Mark. Yes. they should have known all this. So that they're yeah. not blameless.
1: I mean, no, look, no, I think no. about
0: even what um, we did when, when EJ was going through his stuff. And remember, we brought his family in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With Coach Marone. And we sat in there and said, look, we're going to put you on the shelf just for, we got to get you healthy. Things are a little shaky right now. And I just feel like that position, not that EJ was fragile, it wasn't EJ. It was just about, hey, let's communicate with you. We're not yes. trying to get rid of you. We're just trying to say, look, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing
1: it. So it shows to everybody involved, you may not agree with what we're doing, but at least you know the plan, and you're not guessing. When you sit there and have people, especially a quarterback, sitting there thinking, oh, no, what's going on, then they start going these rabbit holes, and then you add the sensitivity of Aaron Rodgers. It's just a dark hole that uh, he obviously can't get out of.
2: What happened with EJ there? If you can get into it, it
0: was Doug. Was that
1: when um, was he coming was back that?
0: healthy, and we kept Orton as the
1: starter? Yeah, because Orton was help, playing I, well. He came out. He came out with that knee. Remember, I think it was the Cleveland game. Yeah, and he, he and people forget he was actually. And I, he was I'm actually, not saying he, he was actually right. playing well. And I'm not he that saying that was his he rookie been year
0: a, though. That was before Orton. Then. No, this was.
2: Because the knee injury right. I believe the Cle- wasn't that his rookies with the knee?
1: No, that we were going into Cleveland. Didn't he get hurt in Cleveland? At like the yeah. Cleveland yeah. game? Yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely the Cleveland game. Is that when we brought Orton in? No. That was um, that was I think like I'm Jeff, Jeff Toole and uh Oh, that was okay. Oh yeah. But I feel like I feel like the E J meeting was Thad
1: Lewis, yeah. Uh, yeah, Thad Lewis. Yeah, and if that doesn't break a rib in New Orleans, so, he actually and then how about well. if Tool doesn't throw that interception at the goal line against Kansas City, you know I mean? There's, there's always these one plays where like, that doesn't happen. We've I mean, we're close to making a we playoffs
0: make, that year. If Bryce we Brown didn't fumble against Kansas City,
1: City yeah. yeah. I mean, but so anyway. Wait, to go
0: back on that, I, that's where I'm losing. I can't remember why we had EJ, but you do remember we had his family. Yeah, I do remember. Marone. I can't
1: remember what what happened. Like either, where, but feel like during the timeline, I feel like it had yeah. something. Yeah. But there was a
2: conversation
1: kind of had. We just let
2: them know the plan. Yeah.
1: yeah, if you let them know the plan, again, they can they can disagree. But at least they can't say I was felt, blindsided.
2: And they felt, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's such a balance because I mean, one reason I think the Packers front office is so successful from Ron Wolf to Ted Thompson to, to Brian Gutekunst is that they are a little callous, like that they do strip emotion from the equation. Like they they aren't afraid to draft. You know, let's start start from square one. Ron Wolf isn't afraid to trade. The 19th overall pick for a quarterback who had four pass attempts, two interceptions when he has Domiakowski, and was a drunk. Right, he had all these Bill issues. And, Bill Popper. <laughs> and Ted Thompson isn't afraid to draft Aaron Rodgers when he has Brett Favre off of a 4,000 yard, 30 touchdown season. Like, and Brian, and he's so they're not afraid to do these things. But it sounds like you guys are saying you do still need to have emotion enter the equation to an extent. You know, I guess especially when you're dealing with somebody like Aaron Rodgers who's this
0: sensitive. I would say this, Doug. I think with EJ, I think we are doing that he, so young, fragile. Mm-hmm. We, Let's just include him. I think we're, if, if you're in Green Bay spot with Aaron at this point, I just feel like that's more out of, hey, man, you've earned it. You're yes. one of the greatest ever play. This is yeah. the deal. We're taking this guy, but... We want you here for the next however long you can play, So you yes. tell us. We just want him ready when you're ready to be done. And no doubt. Maybe, but but it might it might not have mattered with Aaron. I, that's what we that's what we're kind of finding out. But you know, I just feel like at that position, Here's when you the invest. Yeah. Like they wanted Justin Jefferson with that pick, and not Jordan.
2: I mean, I heard it,
0: and shame well, on me. I couldn't
2: confirm it. So, I, you know, I had heard that the Packers, when, when Gutekis moved up in that draft, I mean, they wanted to draft Justin Jefferson at receiver, and the Vikings took him. So they took Jordan Love. So, oh, I got you. Yeah, I mean, so now granted, that's, well, I, I that's. that's
0: and then that's, that's and then Ian a
2: Rappaport reported it too. I mean, I I just but, couldn't confirm but, it, so I didn't I didn't shoot out into the atmosphere. But but,
1: but the I, only I, that's, that's I, a real thing. The only thing I struggle with that, and you know this, Mona, is you say we're not going to make that tra- trade unless our guy's there. Our guy's there. So, so I mean, you, yeah, don't, you don't make trade that trade before, and your guy's not there. You wait till you're on that clock. Well, our guy's there. Let's make the trade. So that's where I struggle with that story a little bit.
2: Yeah, and you know, it's it's one of those tricky things. Like, like I, I love talking to you guys because you're so honest and our, our listeners know that, like, they know Jim and Doug, like, you're not going to sit here and no, say, no. you know, oh, we love Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, Sean didn't, didn't want him, and, no. like, you guys were so honest every step of the way with that, and that's why this podcast is such a joy, and, you know, as a reporter, like, we're trained to be skeptical of people like you, and, like,
1: <laughs> and, and, and not
2: believe what the hell you're telling us, yeah. I find you guys very believable for everybody out there, but... That's a great yeah. point. Like, who knows? Like, who knows how something like that goes down? But if they even were thinking about a quarterback, maybe the days and weeks leading up to it, there's a different way to handle it. I don't know. I think we're still sitting well, here. I still think Aaron Rodgers is upset and the Packers are in this predicament.
1: But that, that's that fine line. So let's say you're Seattle and you got Russell Wilson. All of a sudden he's chirping in the media. I need to be more involved. Well, how much more involved do you get him? Does that cross that line? And now he starts saying, beating his chest. Well, you guys comes in the draft room and like, well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So that's that's that fine line because you have a scouting department and guys that have that's their livelihood. They would do what they do. And a guy that, granted, he plays quarterback, comes in and says, I don't want this guy. I want that guy. That guy. I mean, that that's really a really like I said, a slippery slope. That it's a delicate balance.
0: I think the only thing that can make this story better. Rodgers doesn't show up, and Blake Bortles beats out Jordan Love. Oh, yes, because we we, because he knows the offense hack Hackett. Right? Yeah, you guys had some <laughs> battles with
2: Bortles. Well, we didn't Monday. have battles. Oh. I
0: told Tyler the story. We went to that Bortles pro day,
2: and mm-hmm. we were kind of
0: like just giving each other that side eye look. Like, well, what is this? Like, it didn't yes. look like a top. It didn't look like a first round quarterback throwing the football at his around. pro day. It didn't.
1: No, not at all. Remember
0: that we were like, oh yeah, don't know about this. It didn't look too yeah. good. Like, uh uh-uh.
1: uh Not whatsoever. But anyway,
0: I just they they just right. came out with that stat that Bortles has as many playoff wins as Rodgers does in the last like I forget. Yeah, they'll both day.
2: take it to the conference championship game. They'll, yeah, they'll they'll, they'll get sure. you there.
1: With Monroe. motto. Yeah. <laughs> what about that stat about Rodgers has as many first round receivers as Brady had so as well.
0: Oh, don't get Tyler. Tyler's oh, this is, don't get me going on Green the Green Bay has done plenty. Green Bay has yes. done plenty for Aaron Rodgers. Just like Again, done that's plenty that, for
1: them. That's that low hanging fruit that all media <laughs> Well, they didn't They were thirteen and three the last two years. So a receiver's gonna be that much better? Nah, easier for people in
2: the national media to kiss Aaron Rodgers' ass than it is to support Brian Gutekunst.
1: It it behooves you if you're a
2: talking head right now and you're on ESPN or NFL Network or Fox, whatever. Your career is going to be in better shape if you're saying that Aaron Rodgers is absolutely right and the Packers are stupid, like because Aaron Rodgers listens and hears everything. Like, so I mean, that's where I I kind of feel bad for the Packers to an extent. They're not an organization that gives a shit about the narrative or messaging or any of that. They're not talking to anybody right now trust me we're all they trying they're not they're not trying and they don't care and aaron Rodgers' people i'm sure are trying i mean you see the surrogates out there john Kuhn, james jones Devontae adams <laughs> they're all out I have there he's got the surrogates i love it he's got the surrogates he's got the uh, i you know senior advisors in the media you know that should be impartial but aren't you know they're out doing his bidding
0: no he's so, like he's like placing oh he's like, it's a chess talk, game you
2: talk yeah yeah, I mean, John again, Kuhn is, isn't saying that without Aaron Rodgers' blessing. I mean, otherwise, you're not going to gonna the gonna be around much longer. Yep.
1: But, again, if this guy was a true competitor and an alpha dog, he'd have a con- press conference and say, to quell everything, this is the issue I have, instead of sending his surrogates out. It's just giving exact examples of what he's made of and what he's all about and what you're dealing with. And that makes me more on the Green Bay Packers side. Yeah. Like this guy, I mean, he's sensitive to the core. And this is, I
2: mean, we could go all day, but and this is somebody who routinely rips the concept of anonymous sourcing. Trust me, mm-hmm. I know. He did it to our story two years ago. I mean, he, yeah, he, there's a value to people speaking freely without their name attached to it. Like, there's a value to that. I, 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 look, I mean, there there are players who want to explain what happened in Green Bay and don't want to be called, quote-unquote, irrelevant by Aaron Rodgers as Jermichael Finley and Greg Jennings were. So there's a value. Like, that, that's why we did that story. I mean, I talked to 40, 50 people. And here's Aaron Rodgers <laughs> communicating solely as an It's The irony is just it's hilarious. It really is. Like, it would be great if he talked. It would be. I mean, huh. he isn't. It'd be do, great.
1: Do, yeah, do, do as it. I say, not as I do. That's it. That's basically it.
2: Yeah. Although, you know, Jake Kumaro, I will say this. He was upset about Jake Kumaro getting yeah. away. He did have one catch for 22 yards with the Bills.
0: That's what I was just going to say. You know, he did. Oh, and and Jordy Nelson had an excellent season with the Raiders. When they got rid of him. Right. They it's did the right ridiculous. thing. It was just like, honestly, though, those comparisons are like, I hate. Yeah, this touchy subject with Fred Jackson like we've talked about before. But yeah. like we we had to I mean we took that was hard. That was rough. But it was the oh, right. it was rough one. Shady McCoy and Carlos were better than Fred. Right. And take us through that job, guys. Well, take us through that. Yeah we I'll let Doug talk about it more. I Doug right. I've talked about it a little bit where we knew it was just one of those it was hard, right? It was hard.
1: It was it was very hard because he epitomized what The Buffalo Bills were at that time. He was an unbelievable person, great in the community, great great teammate, leader, and everything. That's great, but are we here? Our
0: job is to put the best players out.
1: Yes. We're here to win. And he was not better than the other guys on the roster. And the reason and what we did, and I thought was a thing that was respectful of what he brought to not only the, the team, but the community was, we're going to give you, we're not going to cut you on cut down day. We're going to cut you before so you get a chance to go and be able to latch onto a team, not with the mask cut and with the herd that's out there on that cut down date. So I, I, we thought, I personally thought we were doing them a favor. Now, it was obviously we got raked right through the coals, waked through the coals until <laughs> Carlos took that touchdown. Everybody's like, who?
0: Carlos. <laughs> well, you know, this is what people. Okay, so yeah, the Fred thing was not great in the locker room. I, I tell people, I remember walking around that day. We were Doug and I were pretty much always together. I remember Kyle Williams, Aaron Williams. Uh, we were getting some bad looks. Understood. Yep. You even Understood. went up to those guys. I remember you going up to them saying, "Guys, this is the hard part of the business." Yep. But I know who wasn't upset was Terry Pagula when he saw Shady and Carlos Williams destroying teams, and Anthony Lynn was, like, having a blast trying to design running plays with these two. So it goes both – like, that's what people don't – it is a hard thing, but we have jobs too.
1: Yeah, and and, and then you go into the media where, oh, I went rogue. And it's like, wait wait a minute. I'm just going to cut somebody without talking to – especially someone like Fred Jackson, not talking to the head coach or the owner and having them sign off on it. (laughs) I was just, and, but that's where, and someone had said it a long time ago, don't get in a fight with someone that buys print buys ink by the barrel. So whatever I said was not going to be able to contradict the narrative that was out there. He had his, his people, that had access to the media and be able to put that narrative out there that I went rogue, no one else was on board with it, blah 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 blah.
0: I was on board. Now, could have had him on the. Could, everybody was on board. Could I, may I, yeah, could
1: I? Man, yeah. Could I've done it in a better way? I don't know. It's still he. We were cutting him. I talked to him. I talked to his agent before. Got out to the press. Got out to everybody else. But again, how long did people really think about that? after Carlos took that thing to the house, like, this, as as my dad always says, this too will pass.
2: <laughs> I can remember that training camp. I mean, I was covering you guys. Yeah. and I remember, you know, getting there early, and at St. John Fisher College, Fred would come out onto the field, and, and the, the people that were there went nuts. I mean, the chants of, Freddie, Freddie. I mean, they were loud. It was roar I, to have the balls to do what you guys did, I mean, not a lot of G. Like that's what we're talking about: being callous and making a tough decision. All right. All right. It's hard. Right. It's really hard. I mean, he was beloved. Like he was, he was the most beloved player on the team. But and it wasn't even close.
0: The, the hard part is as a in, in, as a front office or a coach, he is exactly what you want. Yeah. He is everything you want: leader, professional, over the top, tough. I mean. You can't find guys like Fred Jackson. That's why he made it. But now uh, we're uh, uh, talent.
1: Yes, and then that that's the whole thing. And I'll say it. And, and the the thing I said to Coach to Terry, I said, "This is going to be hard because, he, like you said, he's the epitome of what you want in a player. But we have to get Buffalo to stop celebrating mediocrity." He's a mediocre player, nothing against him personally, but business wise, he's a mediocre player running back that can't get us to where we want to go. You know who can shady and Carlos Williams. They are talented players. Now they're not the same people off the field as Fred Jackson, but we're talking about winning and those guys will have a better chance of taking us to where we need to go. And we want to show, the public and the fans of Buffalo that, you know, you love Fred and he, you should love him for a lot of reasons, but for his play on the field, you need to be exposed to people that are a lot more talented. So we did them a favor in our opinion to show them.
0: Got like 10 minutes.
1: No.
2: C- Carlos Williams. I mean, could have been an
1: all-annual all-pro. So here's I mean, we, the talent that he had. Oh, don't was, get us uh, started. Right, that I, was just. That, yeah. uh, just, I, I mean, the, the thing is, they always say though, there's there's more Carlos Williams walking around the street than there are Shady McCoys, because there's a bunch of talented people that just don't care, and it's always someone else's fault, and they always got an excuse. Remember, he gained weight because his girlfriend was pregnant. Like, like uh, you're getting paid, so.
2: I will yeah, say i put on a good 10 pounds since gina has been pregnant. You so. weren't an
1: NFL running back. You weren't, yeah. you, if so you were to, getting to paid, understand, stay in shape. You yeah. still
0: stay, but if
2: you were getting It was paid. a different if, site, that OTA, when Carlos showed up. <laughs> you were like, hold on. You know, to <laughs> his credit, like, he was pretty honest with us. He was like, yeah. Well, I he couldn't hide it. Of, you can hide yeah. it. I ate but, but all say, off season.
1: But, but it just shows you, you're having a kid. You need to support the kid. Your job is a football player, stay in shape so you can give that kid a chance in life and support the kid. No, I'm just going to sit and eat bonbons with my my pregnant girlfriend. All right.
2: right, Can I propose an idea? Yes. Yes. So for those who don't know, Carlos had a few choice words about our our man Doug here. I believe All right. if you're listening and you're under the age of 18 earmuffs, I believe he told you to eat a dick. To my to my friend Matt Fairburn, correct for those words.
1: I didn't hear that. I heard he said I could drink uh, rubbing alcohol paint, or something, paint thinner, paint, paint thinner. thinner, or paint thinner or something I think it like was that. both. I think it might. have been Oh, both. okay. We
2: got, we got to get Matt on. Yeah. He he entered yeah, he's gotta, yeah, he's got.
1: Yeah, he's got to tell me. So, which is which is weird because he only was there as long as he was because I was fighting for him. He was the only. Per- he was the hardest cut Anthony I had. Lynn, and I fought.
0: Anthony Lynn
1: but,
0: basically was like. He's not going to do it, and we're like, can we just try?
1: Just try, just try. I remember we were in St. John Fisher in one of those rooms, and we had the offensive staff, Terry Pogula, Rex, all of us in there, and they were like, it's time to cut bait, and I was just like, I was like, I know what it is, but I, it's you know, it's time to break up with that girlfriend, but you just you just want to hang on because <laughs> you know she's the hottest girl you've had today. He was just like, oh come on, but she's hot. Get <laughs> one oh, that hot again. So I was hanging on, oh. but I had to let it go. So for him to say that—that—that that, that was hey, whatever. That's how he. Feels. Here's what I'm going to say. Is. I want to play peacemaker here.
2: Okay. I want to bring. Uh, let's let's play peace. I have a pretty good relationship with Carlos Williams. I oh, we, we talked a lot that season, and we kept in touch here and there via Twitter. I don't know a what good that story means. Story on
0: Vince. You did a good story right. on Vince.
2: Oh yeah, his brother. I know Vince. Yeah. Well, he yeah. came on the Happy Hour. Great dude. Let's get. I think he, Carlos tweeted that he's going to come back to Buffalo. Maybe we bring him to Hamburg. Let's do it. And, and Doug, I mean, we can do it on Zoom. Hell, right. if you want to drive up to see Carlos, let's just all
0: sit around,
1: drink some be beers. I'll, represent. But, I'll, I'll be the we'll, right, That's what we'll I want figure to, this out. Why is he so upset with me? I mean, I'm not the know. one that ate myself and drank myself and smoked myself no. out of the league. It'd be and different if he went somewhere else and had a bang-up career. I, I, I don't know.
0: So I was just gonna say, how was like I know we you know, we take our hits. How was Fred Jackson's career after we cut him? How exactly. was Carlos Williams after he did what he like did yeah. we, those were we made right moves like wasn't we didn't yeah. want it I mean, there were some good moves being made. It's just well, it goes back to the whole sensitive thing with Aaron Right guys are
1: sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Guys are yeah.
0: Hey, so Doug, <laughs> real quick, I wanna I know we don't have we gotta get you off here in a couple minutes. Can we switch to Game One of the NFL Bills Steelers next year in Buffalo? Um, the early spread came out Bills minus six and a half right off the bat. Taking so the Bills. I'm, I I already did. This is. Oh, I'm so glad you just said that. I I went right away and put it in. I I'm not buying. I'm not buying this running back from Alabama is going to save the Steelers' life.
1: More, think about this, though, for me. Not that he
0: can't play, because he's good. Yeah, yeah.
1: But for me, is their secondary. Think, think about Gilder it. Joe Hayden. Them
0: up. Agreed.
1: Joe Hayden's on his way down. Lane, their number three quarter corner, is going to probably be suspended. And then they got Sutton, that's been a number two of nickel, that's, that's never never been never, never a been a number two. And then guess what? If one of them gets hurt, or they go four wide. Where are you going? What are you doing? So then don't you have the fact. Don't that,
0: forget about that statue they got playing quarterback. Yeah, that McDermott. That. that will that will not scare McDermott.
1: No, not so whatsoever. So the the only thing they can do is, like you said, try to run the ball and use and, and keep that ball away. But I'm not ha- I'm not scared of that uh, offensive line either. Not whatsoever. And then nope. the depth. They have any – and this is long-term about Buffalo – I mean, about Pittsburgh. Their depth is so thin. They have any injuries in the secondary, outside linebacker, or offensive line. They're done. They are done.
0: Wow.
2: I, I feel like that. we could talk for about
1: two more hours. Yeah, I mean, this, maybe is, just-
2: this is incredible. I mean, Doug, you're the man. Hey,
1: let me say – hey, if you guys – Give me like five minutes. The only reason my wife went out for dinner, I just gotta make sure my kids in bed. I can come back and talk a little more.
2: <laughs> hey, it. You know what though? We, we can keep the people. We can keep the people begging for more next episode. Yeah, too. We'll yeah, 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 We'll do it for next time. To support Doug. You got yeah. a family. That was amazing. Um, let, let's keep it going and let us know everybody what you think. Rate us, review us, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get the podcast. Um, any final thoughts, Doug? Any NBA thoughts?
1: Ooh. Uh Knicks, Knicks! will not. He's a win Knicks a fan. Yeah, he's a Knicks fan. I'm happy what they're doing. Won't win a playoff series, but very happy. I I am very interested to see who's going to come out of the East. Very interested. I, I don't know. I'll say this much. I don't. I, I don't think it's Milwaukee. I don't think it's Milwaukee. I'll tell you really. this. I'll put
0: it to you this way. If it's not Philly. If they don't win the East, they're gonna choke. Then they need to blow that up.
1: Blow it up, yep. In mm-hmm. my opinion,
0: because there's no reason Philly shouldn't win the East with the, Embiid is Embiid's ridiculous. Like he's we, gone, yeah.
1: But I don't know if he's got that that
0: mm-hmm. grit. Like
1: I want to win that a title attitude. That junkyard dog. Well, that was one of he my things. It. No, no, not at all. So who's your who's your bet out of the West?
2: And I
0: mean, oh. <laughs> the Lakers are kind of falling apart here, I'm just going to say this: if, if they're healthy, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not going against those two. I'm LeBron so and AD LeBron. though, so are you? Uh,
1: Lakers and Nets in the finals? Love it. Uh, please, please. Uh, that's what Adam Silver's hoping for. <laughs> give me a little the Brooklyn give me a little Nets?
2: Hornets
0: Nuggets
1: <laughs> next year. <laughs> next
0: <laughs> year. You know what the Brooklyn Nets are like to me. You know how like there'd be those summer leagues growing up, and you would get five guys. Mm-hmm. Like you never really played together, but man, yeah. well, we, if we just are, we can win it. They yep. haven't even played together. But how that seven games I lose? think. Yeah, how yeah. are they? How are they gonna lose? I'm betting on. I'm trying to go with people that have been together and done it.
1: That Brooklyn team though, man. If those three yeah, are man. right. Woo. Hey, talent, talent, talent wins talent, all the time, talent, and especially talent. in a sport like that. When sometimes one talented player can propel a team, you get three of them, that's tough. Look at three
0: cool. unguardable guys. Three yes. unguardable. And to bring it full
2: circle, like, I think in Aaron Rodgers' mind, he's thinking he can do that. He, can, like, he can, he's yeah. looking at Tom Brady and Tampa Bay and thinking if I go somewhere I can recruit guys, I, but it's a different game. It's a different
0: league. And he
2: I mean, Tampa, now, Tampa Bay had an amazing defense. You no know, doubt. Tell Aaron Rodgers
0: if I was Gutekis, hey uh, Aaron, um, Mr. Goat threw three picks in the second half and we still lost. Right. Like, exactly. Who the hell throws three picks in a half yeah. and like wins that, a game? That's on yeah,
1: and that's on you. Come on, but You didn't
0: capitalize on the turnover,
1: Tyler, if he ends up doing this, I will come on this program and say, I tip my hat, that was the most gangster OG move I've seen a pro athlete do in a, almost ever. If he forces him way out of Green Bay, gets Devontae Adams somewhere with wherever he goes and goes to a team <laughs> like this <laughs> and then wins a the Super Bowl, I'll be like, you know what? Jokes on me, I was wrong, because that would be gangster. To me, and if he's that smart, that's him.
2: You know what? Though it's like, I I feel like every—that's the only scenario here. Like, I I don't know. Like, I feel like Green Bay can't let this toxicity linger into the season. Like, they—they can't let this problem. Aaron Rodgers is being the problem. They can't let it linger and linger and linger. Like, at some point, if you're an organization, if you're a business, you say, damn it, enough is enough. Like, see ya.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's the door. We'll take our picks and our players. I don't care how good you are. We can't let this virus no. spread through the organization. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, if, and if this was his grand scheme plan hey, I'm tired of Green Bay, and like I said, Devontae may already put it in his ear. Devontae's like, i got to really reassess what's going on, depending on his decision. And then he gets someone else, and they start doing NBA-type stuff. And in my opinion, I would hate it as a GM, but if you really think about it, that's how it should be. People go see players. They don't see teams now, especially now. It's not jerseys it's the name on the back of the jersey. they follow players and if players know they have control because without an Aaron Rodgers without a Tom Brady what is the NFL it's a CFL so now they're getting as they say that word which I hate to say woke and that they have power and can control stuff has all up to them good for them you know go to the and the if CFL he pulls man. that off
2: see how that works out <laughs> <laughs> really let go yeah Try,
1: <laughs> but no. There's. There'll be an NFL team that says, "Heck yeah, come on. We'll give. We'll give him five first rounders, because because yeah, he'll play for dude. five, six more years. Who cares? You yeah. know. So, all right, fellas. My
0: dark, my dark horse. My dark horse. team is
2: Vegas. Oh my God, John Gruden with Aaron Rodgers,
0: Carr, Car say- Car Rodgers, some first rounders and.
1: I'd oh, to get him! Months. I thought you, yeah, yeah. But see, for me, if I'm if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if I'd want to go to Vegas. That old school, not because of no. Vegas,
0: because of Gruden. Gruden, I exactly. That the guy's a yes. big joke.
1: The games passed him by. Look at his record ever since he won the Super Bowl. It's awful. Go
0: do your Hooters commercials and go <laughs> go crazy on Monday Night Football.
1: And that right there shows you the power of media. Over the game right now, he's a media personality that won a Super Bowl, but has done nothing ever since then. Became a media personality and comes back as the highest paid coach in the NFL.
0: And, and then brings on Mike yeah. yes,
1: and look at a media respect, personality, but a
0: media personality who never ran right. a draft. He never set a board. Like
1: and look at look at their look at their drafts and their signings. They're atrocious.
0: uh, We've talked
2: about it. Trust me. We've talked about it. Terrible. I mean, and and I'm going to have a story this week for those who want to check it out. And uh, it's about a player that they gave up on. So it's as much about that player as it is about John Gruden and Mike Mayock being pretty terrible at their jobs. And it opened my eyes up. I mean, I had seen it over and over again. I'm on the outside. I can't imagine being on the inside where – I mean they're just pissing in the wind. There are a couple of media guys just shooting from the head. They don't know what they're doing. They don't they really don't. I mean it's it's a joke, but, but I guess they have a ten year contract and hey Mike Mack was on NFL network and he he, was, he sounded decisive with every time with his mock draft. so give him a job as general manager.
1: Yeah. Well that's what I mean, that ultimately goes back to the owner. I mean if you look at the owner's haircut, you understand what's going on. Just pick it, baby.
2: Just just shave that you top. Yeah, do it. Yeah,
1: do it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Just go. Go for it. Just take it off. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. We're not afraid.
2: We're not afraid.
1: <laughs> uh, we,
2: better, we better cut ourselves off. This yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Doug, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much take for Take care, everything. fellas. Great. And then I'll talk to you about Memorial Day. I'll let you know. Just let us Sears. know, man. We'll do it. See ya. Absolutely. See you.
2: Thanks for listening, everybody. That was the Go Along podcast. Uh, Rate us, review us, let us know how we're doing. We appreciate you spreading the good word.
1: We'll catch you. Next time.